Hello again from London. This is Paul Abrahams with my sixth episode of Learn Jazz Piano. My website is www.jazzpianoteacher.co.uk and email is music at paulabrahams.com Thanks yet again for some great emails with your feedback. It really is an incentive for me to continue with these podcasts, otherwise it feels like I'm talking to myself. And if any of you have an iTunes account, I'd really appreciate you writing a small review. I'm going to base this episode around the jazz standard Autumn Leaves. For those of you that read music, you should really own at least one real book. A real book is uh, a collection of jazz standards with just the top line, i.e. the theme, and the chords. Autumn Leaves is one of those songs that you really should know or learn. It's usually written in two flats. It has an A section and a B section, each containing 16 bars, so the whole piece adds up to 32 bars. And the whole thing is based around two lots of two five ones, which we've gone into before. For those of you that have already got a copy of Autumn Leaves, I suggest that you have it in front of you. And for those that don't, I'm going to briefly go through the tune with you now. So it's in G minor, two flats, and it starts on the second beat of the bar on a G. It goes like this, starting off with three crotchets, G, A, B flat, E flat, two, three, four, one, F, G, A, D, two, D, four, one, E flat, F, G, C, two, three, four, one, D, E natural, F sharp, B flat, two, three, four, one. And it'll all start again for the second half. G, A, B flat, E flat, two, one, F, G, A, D, D, four, one, E flat, F, G, C, two, three, four, one, A, C, B flat, G, two, three, four, one, two. So that's the first sixteen. Let's do it again. I'll do it without stopping. The count would be one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one. Three, four, one, two, 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 three, four
goes into the bridge. So after the first three crotchets, which you play without a chord, we hit the long E flat and we start from that bar. So over the E flat for a bar you play C minor seventh. Next bar, F seventh. Third bar, B flat major seventh. Fourth bar, E flat major seventh. Fifth bar, A minor seventh flattened fifth. Sixth bar, D seventh. Seventh bar, G minor seventh and 8th bar, G minor 7th, and that will all start again for the second 8. So from bar 9, C minor 7 1 bar, F7 1 bar, B flat major 7 1 bar, E flat major 7 1 bar, A minor 7 flat 5 1 bar, D7 1 bar, G minor 7 1 bar, and the last bar is G minor 7th as well. So after the first three crotchets, C minor 7, F7, B flat major 7, E flat major 7, A minor 7 flat 5, D7, G minor 7, 3, 4, and another G minor 7. Next, bar 9, C minor 7, F7, major 7, E flat major 7, A minor 7 flat 5, D7, G minor 7, and another G minor 7, and that will lead us into the B section. Before we look at these chords on an analytical level, let's play them with our left hand shells only. So you remember a shell is just two notes either the 1 and the 7 or the 1 and the 3. So starting on the 1 and the 7, this is the C below middle C with your little finger and the B flat with your thumb. So for the C minor 7 you play 1 and 7. For the F7 you play 1 and 3 which is F and A. For the B flat major 7 you play B flat and A. For the E flat major 7 play E flat and G. A minor 7 flat 5 is A and G. D 7th is D and F sharp and G minor 7 back to the G and F for two bars. Here comes bar 9. C minor 7 is a C and a B flat. 2, 3, 4. F is F and A. Major 7 is B flat and A. E flat major 7 is E flat and G. A minor 7 flat 5 is A and G. D7 is D and F sharp. And G minor 7 is G and F. So it should be a very easy movement from C minor 7 to F7 to B flat major 7. G, 
G, D and F sharp, G and F. So the next step is to play the shells with the left hand and the tune with the right hand. So I'll do it with you. Don't forget I'm counting bar one as the C minor seventh chord. We've got the three crotchet pick up the G, A, B flat crotchets separately without any chord under them. So it's going to go like this. One, two, three, four, one. of you that just read music and are not used to being taught in this fashion, it's worth me saying that there are many traditions around the world where a teacher will just play or sing the tune and the student will copy. In fact, the jazz pianist Thelonious Monk, who was also a, a great composer, taught his band in this fashion. He wouldn't hand them the music. He would play them the tune and expect them to pick it up in this fashion. It's a great way of just getting the tune embedded into your head rather than always looking at the chord sheet or the lead line. Let's now analyse the chords and I'd like just to take you back first of all to what I call the family row. There's the scale of B flat and we play four notes on each key note. So the first four notes on the B flat is B flat major seven. Second one, C minor seven. Third, which doesn't come up in this tune, D minor seven. Fourth, E flat major 7, 5th F7, that's the important dominant 7th, the 6th G minor 7, and the 7th, which does also come up in this tune, is the A minor 7 flat 5, sometimes described as a half diminished. So, if you think about two five ones. The first 2-5-1 appears straight away in this tune. It leads to the B-flat major 7th, which is the key centre of the first line. Looking back one bar, you have the dominant 7th, which is the F-7th, which leads to it. So that's the 5-1, F-7 to B-flat. And looking back another bar, the first chord is on the 2, which is C minor 7. So C minor 7, F7, B flat major 7. That is 2, 5, 1. The next chord, which is on the number 4 of the scale, is E flat major 7. So that first line is 2, 5, 1, 
for E center of B flat major. Once you've got that sequence, C minor 7, F7, B flat major 7, E flat major 7th, you've cracked half of autumn leaves. The other half of autumn leaves is encapsulated in the second line, which is A minor 7, flat 5, D7, G minor 7. This is a 2-5-1 in G minor, which if you remember is the relative minor of B flat major. So the first bar, A minor 7 flat 5 is the 2, the D 7th in the second bar of the second line is the 5, leading to the G minor. Once you've got those two sequences, you've got the whole of autumn leaves. When we get to the B section, you'll find the same two sequences reversed. So let's go through the A section just being aware of the key centres. One, two, three, four, one. Two. Let's learn the B section. So I just went one, two, and the three, four of that bar are two crotchets, F sharp and G. So it's going to go like this. One, two, F sharp, G, and then we've got A, D, A, A, G, A, B flat, two, three, four, one, B flat, A, B flat C two three four one F octave F E flat D two three four one two C sharp D E flat E flat C C A for three beats E flat D two D four hold it two G for two beats, C, two, three, B flat, A, two, B flat, D, G, two, three, four, one, and then it will pick up as the beginning and we're back into the tune or an improvisation. So I'm going to take you through that one more time. So this is coming into the B section, one, two, F sharp, G, E flat D two 
already it's either going to be the 2-5-1-4 in B flat major or the 2-5-1 in G minor what actually happens in autumn leaves is that we start the B section for four bars with the minor so it's going to start with A minor 7 flat 5 D7 G minor so this is how it's going to go I'm going to shout out the chords to you 1 2 this is the pick up a minor 7 flat 5 to the D7 G minor 7th for 2 bars back to the major C minor 7 to the F7 up to the B flat major 7 to the E flat major 7 back to the minor this is A minor 7 flat 5 to the D7 G minor for two bars, and it happens again. A minor seven flat five, D seven, two, three, four, one, and then we come back into the improvisation or the comp. And as far as the shells, it's exactly the same. We're starting with the A minor seven flat five, which is. 1 and 7, A and G, so there it is, and then you go to the D7, which is the 1 and 3, D and F sharp, G minor 7, which is the G and the F, the 1 and 7. Now we're heading for the C minor 7, so go back to 1 and 7 for the C minor 7. That's C and B flat. 1 and 7, 1 and 3 for the F7, F and A, B flat major 7 which is the B flat and A, 1 and 7, E flat major 7 which is the E and the G, A minor 7 flat 5 which is A and G, D7, 1 and 3, D and F sharp, Seven, one and seven, and repeat. A minor seven flat five, A and G. D and F sharp, one and three. G minor seven, which is one and seven. So let's do the whole thing from the top. One, two, three, four, one.
Now we're going to do one more thing with this. We're going to add here and there some harmony notes below the melody. And we're going to do that when we get a long note. So for instance, there's the first one with an opportunity for something with your thumb of the right hand. So the question is, which harmony note to use? This is my rule. You've got to have a one, and at the moment we're using ones all the way through with the left hand. So looking at the C minor seven, the ones at the bottom. You need a three, that's vital. And there's the three in the tune, the E flat. The three is vital because it tells us whether the chord is a major or a minor. You need a seven, and you've got a seven because the left hand is going at C and B flat. So we've got one, seven with the left hand, E flat with the melody of the right hand. So the next note we could choose is a five, and the five of a C minor is a G. So I'm filling it up there. Left hand, play the one and the seven, which is C and B flat. The top note is the tune note, E flat, and the thumb of the right hand comes down on the G, which is the five. And that gives us a good four note voicing. And we're gonna do the same on the first beats of the third bar, which is the B flat major seven. same thing happens. You've got a 1 and 7 of the B flat major 7. The tune is hitting the 3, the D, and the thumb of the right hand can play the F, which is the 5. Then we play the shell by itself, E flat major 7. Now, A minor 7 flat 5. You've got the 1, which is the A. You've got the 7, which is the G. You've got the three, which is the C at the top. Now, the five. You could be tempted to go for the E, but that would give you a straight five, and we're being asked to play a flattened five. So the thumb of the right hand is gonna play the E flat. Chord by itself, D7. section. Not much time to do anything here. Let's just motor through it. Let's put the 5 in of the G minor 7, the D. Now, let's
let's look at this. You've got one, which is the C, seven, which is the B flat, and the tune again plays the one, and the missing note is the three, which is the E flat. again you've got this is a d7 you've got the d and the f sharp which is the one and three the tune now is playing the five and we don't have a seven so let's put the c in now what happens here now that's pretty empty you've got left hand playing the one and seven g and the f the right hand playing the top D, which is the five, so we've got one, seven, five. I'd like a three, and if I had huge hands, which some of my students have, I would go right for that B flat below middle C. I can't reach that to save my life, so I'm just gonna have to go for that B flat there. But if you can reach it, great. Last line. There's that E flat in the middle with your right hand thumb. Here I've got one, three, the right hand is playing a five, and so I want a seven. There it is, middle C. And the last chord, same thing as before, one, seven, tune, which is on the one, So, our priorities, the chord needs a 1, needs a 3 to tell if it's a major or minor, then it needs a 7 to see if it's a major 7th or a 7th, and then it's up for grabs. 5 isn't a terribly important note in the scheme of things, but you can put a 5 in. So I've just spent nearly a half an hour just on the tune of Autumn Leaves, with shells in the left hand and a little bit of voicing with your right hand. That may seem a long time, but you listen to all the great players and the tune, the theme of the actual piece is actually imperative to them. doesn't matter how well you can improvise or comp. I can't stress enough how important it is to pay your respects to the tune. Listen to great improvisers like Bill Evans and Keith Jarrett or saxophone players like Stan Getz and Ben Webster and just listen to the attention they pay to the tune and how beautifully they play it. Then it'll be reflected in the improvisation. I'd like you all to memorise this tune and the chord sequence. In the next podcast we'll go through a four note comp accompaniment and 
learn to improvise horizontally through the sequence. I'll also provide you with a, a backing track which will have five choruses. The first one will be the theme, the second will be for you to comp, the third and fourth is for your improvisation and the fifth will return to the theme. That's it for now. Please email me on music at paulabrahams.com and I always try to reply to everybody's email. See you next time.